0: In this episode of The Full Nerd, RTX 3090, the end of 4 gig GPUs, and Project Quantum Retrospective. God dang it, I didn't change this. Sorry. So this part we can just not worry about.
1: Yeah, don't say Brad Sharkis. He's not here. Or Elena Yee. What is this
0: episode? What one forty-one? No, I didn't. Remember. All right. See, we can we can fake this because nobody. This part nobody's gonna actually see other than on YouTube. Welcome to episode one. You know, what I realized you know being on YouTube that's like being in the audience at uh Letterman, <laughs> right? You're like you see the sausage being made. It's horrible sometimes when they broadcast it. You don't get any of that, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Face. Is it Andy? Andy. Is that Andy?
0: I forget. Letterman from Letterman. You know, Andy, his uh, sidekick.
1: I was never a Letterman uh, fan. Sorry.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Dave Corden is no Letterman. Welcome to episode 141 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Ma'ung, with special guest Keith May. Hello, guys. From WCCF Tech and Adam Patrick Murray, controlling the horizontal and vertical, of course.
1: Yeah. We're trying something different today. So hopefully uh, it looks and sounds good. Um, but yeah. What's I'm different? Just, uh, the the audio routing, you know, like audio routing is always like the most frustrating thing to do on all this. So I I'm trying something new. Hopefully it's gonna work. Uh, hopefully mean, it works out. Um,
0: some new box or just simply you no, plugged no, in so, a different soft, jack.
1: Software routing, yeah. So. Uh. Anyway, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Will glad it, to have a Will it make my name. mic
0: sound better? It won't make my mic sound better. Will it?
1: No, no. This is all end user stuff. So. Ah, uh, so and all the
0: people complaining about the mic yeah one day one day i'll have to get one of those little podcaster See, your, your arms. mics like...
1: fine you know we, we i actually uh it was Brad's birthday so I, uh, I i was like hey you know what let's get you a new headset uh Brad so we're we're working on it we're ge- we're working on it i promise oh yeah will it yeah. be better it should it should be
0: better yeah it's his mic though cuz people really like 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 burning him mic. on his mic it's,
1: yeah it's his mic okay Oh, okay.
0: My mic is fine. You see that? Adam says it's fine. You know what's also fine? (laughs) You know what's also fine, Adam? What? RTX 3090 Ti Super. I don't even know if that's the right thing, right? But (laughs) let me just break down the news, and then I want to get a reaction because all of YouTube is not about actually information. It's about getting reactions. Uh, So uh, the latest leak. Obviously, you've seen pictures of Nvidia's supposed uh, RTX 30, 30 series. Uh, Igor's lab. Hopefully, I'm getting that right. It's Igor Wasilek, who's been around a long, long time in this game, formerly of uh, Tom's Hardware Germany. Uh, the leak this morning, I believe, is uh, one. He says the pictures of that heat of the shroud are real. Two. He's got some skews, right? SKU ten. Actually, let's start from the bottom. And you know what? Keith is going to be up on this so he can, he can check me if I'm wrong. We got SKU 30, uh, which is the GA 102, supposedly RTX 3080, 10 gigs of GDDR 6X, 320 bit memory bus, 320 watts. Up from that, it's interesting. There's nothing lower. Uh, there's the SKU 20, RTX 3080, TI slash super, 11 gigs of GDDR6X, 352-bit memory interface, 320 watts, so same board power, allegedly. And then at the very top, we have a new beast, the SKU-10, supposedly, on a GA-102 RTX 3090, 24 gigs of GDDR6X memory, double-sided, 384-bit with memory interface, and 350-watt board draw. Uh, And also, uh, uh, Igor's lab is saying those pictures are real that you saw last week, people going nuts over, and NVIDIA apparently is in an active investigation to see who leaked those images because, uh, according to his sources, people at NVIDIA hadn't even seen the shroud yet, so it was actually news to them when it all leaked out. So Keith reaction.
2: Uh, First reaction, the cooler itself. Um, at first I looked at, okay, I'm going to preface this with my response to the 10 series. So when, when Pascal, the very first leak, what was the first leak we saw from it? It was the shroud, right? If you can yeah. remember back, um, I stood up in a group chat and I said, that looks fake. Really? Yes. Because the the machining qual- so I, I grew up in a machine shop. I'm used to seeing CNC machine and milled work. And that looked very low quality to me when I saw it. And I was like, that looks like something a guy that I know could just sit down and make up in like a half hour. Okay, as far as the quality of what it looked. And I was like, that's it's fake. It's fake. And I walked by until it launched. I was up until they finally revealed it. And I went, Oh, I guess that was it. And, and I almost had the same response here to this one. And then I got to looking at it and I was like, you know what? I like this. I like the way this cooler looks like it works. I like the way they did the the bearings on the fans where they're all internal, no external facing fans. It's not the first time we've seen a, a stock cooler get kind of turned on its head. You know, we've seen the cutouts around the fan to where it can pull air from the top and the bottom of the card to blow out the back. Uh, this almost like an X chamber, so it go air goes in one side across and then out the other and makes a constant path. I like the way that looks. Now if it goes from the front and then blows down across and then out to like the rear IO of the case to where all the heat's right there at the back, rather than pushing up against a board and then back across into the motherboard or against the side panel, I I'm excited for the cooler if that's in fact the what it's gonna be. And but unfortunately it looks like that cooler is pretty expensive to make
0: like, yeah know. i saw a really mean headline on i think pc gamer uh yesterday and it said this that really ugly cooler is going to cost 150 dollars like wow that's a burn if it's even real but i yeah. and i will admit, keith i'm with you when i first saw it i thought i was very skeptical and it was mostly because the geforce logo was inverted in the from the way it's normally been so i was like hmm but then you know obviously there have been better leaked images of it so it looks pretty authentic to me at this point.
2: Well, they they did the little details. Like there's the Nvidia logo on one of the bars, like one of the crossbars on the what I guess is the back or the top of the card when facing the top of the case. The orientation on this card is going to be really fun to describe.
0: It looks really wide too. I mean, it's it's a little hard for me to tell from the pictures, but this is I mean, does it look like a 2.5 wide GPU? Like a, like a thick? Like, like very, thick yeah. Board. I mean like yeah. I, I, it just looks thicker than a just two slot card, right? It
2: it might be with the, if that fan is really big on it, you know, it could give it that appearance. So, I mean, the colors are really contrasting, um, but it's, it's so different than what we've seen. And, it, it, and I don't know that we've seen a cooler like this.
0: No, not from NVIDIA. Right. Or
2: I mean they, they
0: do like to swing for the, the fences on their on the Founders Edition card. So I I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they sort of want to set the bar for other manufacturers to sort of achieve. Maybe, do you think it'll be quieter than sort of, you know, we usually get the the aftermarket Gigabyte MSI and and Asus cards that are just wildly huge and thick. Do you think this is going to be, outperform those cards or it's just, it's a way, a challenge for them?
2: You know, I don't, yeah, that's going to be a hard one to say because we don't know. What kind of you know he, he we we don't know that it's just speculation, but I have a feeling that it's going to perform better than current founder editions cards at a lower, yeah at, but at a lower um acoustic level,
0: yeah, I mean acoustics are the problem right because you can get high performance, you just don't want that high performance listen to that high performance all day, so you have a machine shop background, so you understand it. These, I was sort of a little skeptical of the price because they, you know, people are saying 150 bucks for that. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it could be 150, but I just don't see 150 dollars spread out over, you know, a million cards. You know, it just it seems excessive. Would that does that look like 150 dollars worth of no. of cooler to you? No, I mean, it's not. hard to believe, right?
2: I have a hard time believing that it'd be that much. I wouldn't imagine looking at it. Uh, may, depends on how much, they, how they're factoring that price. Like yeah. if they're having now the, the machine shop background that I have is for prototype custom on off. They do medical equipment. So the cost for things, if you went to a machinist and you said, I need ten ten 10 of these, yeah, that's going to be really expensive. But if you take once you take that design and then you go to Foxconn or you go to Cooler Master and you say I need five thousand of these, yeah, it's going to be that's a it's a the economy of scales. It's it's prototyping. It may cost them one hundred and fifty dollars a cooler right now for the prototyping work. Right. So that could very well be the right number. But as far as the manufacturing you know, uh, putting them on the assembly line at $150. Think about a hundred. what $150 cooler looks like.
0: Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That's like, I mean, an Noctua is less than a hundred bucks, right? And that's like, that's got more metal in my car in it. So it just feels these 150, maybe that, that's what I was thinking. It's just the, the prototypes like NVIDIA says, we need, you know, 300 of these, 150 mm-hmm. bucks a piece, right? But yeah. When you're building fifty thousand of them. It won't, I mean, plus assuming this card is a thousand to twelve hundred range, or even maybe a little higher, but still ten percent of it just on the cooler seems a little excessive. Not realistic, maybe.
2: Well well, it looks like they're gonna save that on the PCB.
0: Yeah. Is it because <laughs> it's smaller?
2: Yeah, if you look at the design, the PCB's got like a V notch on the back of it.
0: Oh, I haven't I haven't actually seen the PCB. Pictures, so I have to
2: you, you gotta you gotta look between the lines of the cooler to kind of see it but that that fan on the rear that's facing the top where that X pattern crosses you can see yeah. where the 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 covers off and you can see where the edge of the PCB is
0: oh right right the from that one picture Are there, have there been other pictures
2: uh, not like not to that degree any everything else has been kind of renders and yeah know, a speculation based on what they can see, what they expect it to be assembled like.
0: Do you, here's, here's another question I have though. Is this, because there's so much excitement over whatever these three series cards will bring. Is this, even if it's an astronomical price, uh, just like, you know, 20 series was, are people still going to be angry? Or are they going to, are they going to finally realize that, you know, this is, this is the right way to go? as far as ray tracing and all that stuff goes, does it will this repair that the anger in the community that over the original uh, 20 series
2: launch. Um, are people still mad?
1: <laughs> you know, I, 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 still legitimately. S-
2: I still see
0: comments from people saying, although it's, it's been really moderated because I mean, when 20 series launched, it was, I mean, you knew there would be some pushback, but I didn't expect that kind of pushback. And people were actively kind of going out of their mind saying, you know, like, ray tracing is not real. It's never going to happen. This is totally the wrong way to go and all that stuff. And it just sort of got out of, spun out of control, it felt like. I do think people are now, because they are now like, okay, uh, clearly ray tracing is 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 a path. I mean, AMD is going to do it. Intel's probably going to do it eventually. I kind of feel like people are like, oh, maybe you didn't. It's like when Kennedy was killed, more people actually, they pulled, They actually pulled people who voted, said they voted for Kennedy and more people said they voted for him than actually voted for him. Because, you know, later on, you, you you change your opinion. I think a lot of people aren't as angry as they were and sort of. But I still think there's really a crowd out there who's like, oh, it's the price. It's the price. I just kind of wonder if it really the was the price, the price. If it really was the price. If it really was the price and not the technology, are they going to be as pissed off as they were with the 20 series launched? Right? Because, I mean, if this thing really pushes the boundaries as, you know, people are kind of expecting or hoping, then maybe people won't be as angry. If there really is the price, because I'm sure the price will not be lower, if the price is still high, then they should be just as angry as they were back then, right?
2: I think a lot of it comes down to... What's delivered on it? So if the performance increase is there, and it's substantial and it's tangible, and it makes it makes the uh the ray tracing features in games a lot more approachable at each each level, I think it'll subside a lot of that. I don't think people will ever be okay with spending a thousand dollars on a graphics card. I don't think they were back when the eighty eight hundred Ultra came out. I don't think people were really okay with that amount of money for a graphics card i have a hard time with it well
0: myself. for the yeah for that for the the normal person right there's people yeah. who just are gearheads and they want to throw money at everything because it's cool and that's a legit those are probably the people who bought 90 percent of the people who bought this sort of was that crowd right so of
1: course yeah well and the uh, drearier spider says uh it was the pro the price combined with the lackluster performance improvement
2: well th- you know the the 1080ti was a man it spoiled people yeah. Yeah. Like that hardcore. Was,
1: that was it was it was, that was a good card. If
0: they'd never if the ten eighty ti never existed, I don't think people would have been as angry sometimes, you know, because that was you know, NVIDIA trying to crush an AMD launch. I mean that was like a crazy amount of performance for that money, right? And people sort of like, Oh well they're always gonna cost as much now. And yeah, it wasn't, right? That was just the one blip where the prices were were heavily, heavily discounted. So people yeah, you, they got spoiled by it, but they, did, they didn't. They didn't. Want, they want. didn't want to go back to thousand dollars for or nine hundred dollars for a high end GPU. It sounds like.
1: Well, and yeah, I th- which I... go, no, ahead. go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say. I, th- I think that it's the there's the price, right? Who who can really afford a really high end graphics card, right? Especially when the prices went up. But it's also the price versus performance. You know, so if if the price if these new cards come out and just like go massive on the <laughs> performance, but it comes out at the same price it's still going to leave some people priced out but at least the price for performance uh, angle would hopefully be there so
0: well but the ray tracing performance on a 2080 was i don't know a lot faster than the 1080ti i can tell you that in ray tracing
1: well and actually i mean is not that performance the, count i uh, also dls is 2.0 i mean that's that's a huge win for them too like that that makes a major difference so
2: well, in these these newer games um that, that have been coming out, and you guys know that I do the the every time a game launches, that's kind of my thing as I go through and find it. And what I have found is so we all remember back to the it, it is the price because if you go back the six the 1060 games as time as time was coming out, the 1060 was performing along the lines of a, a 980. And the the 2060 now is performing Right about it, it swaps depending on the resolution because of VRAM and, and memory bandwidth, but it, it trades blows with the 1080. So the 2060 Founders Edition is a six gig, trades blows with the 1080 Founders Edition. And that's it, we'll go with uh, launch pricing of what, 350 versus a card with 550. Was it wasn't the 1080 550 when it launched? It was around there. Um, but then you come now, the 1060 was a 299 for the highest end. Thing it was 250, not 350. It's the performance levels have stayed about where they were, but the price has gone up. Now, if we can bring it back down to where you know the 980 Ti did like it did because of the price to the performance, 1080 Ti did the same thing. And that's two generations of absolutely killer cards because even the competition was about the same price, and you wouldn't even consider it between the two top tiers. So I, I don't know. It's a tough one.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we're going to see a a thirty sixty immediately, right? This is this is clearly a high end launch.
2: Yeah, I mean only. these are from the the Ampere the one hundred two dies is what it looks like. These three SKUs. Yeah. So it looks like they're scaling that one pretty well for higher end.
0: Ugh. I mean that's pretty normal though, right? Because it's the you have to you have to service the high end. They have to pay. Mm-hmm. For, people in first class pay for a lot of what you get on an airplane. So I think it's 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 well they get on what, first. It's why they get on first, and I'm guessing that's what we're going to see here. And that's been the normal, you know, the high end rather than the low end first, right? So I, well, I just kind of wonder if we're going to see the same you know, anger and reaction, or are people just going to be like, "Oh yeah, no, I I supported this the whole time," you know, it's just.
2: Especially as more games start launching, like I, I mean, think about how common it's going to be now for for having DXR in games. Yep. you know, it, it's you, Microsoft is supporting it right there. DX12 Ultimate, their their console has it, and it supports all of it. The, there's a lot of features still in Turing that haven't been really exploited. So, I mean, you've got variable rate shading. Oh, we got one game that uses it. Two, two games. Uh, there, yep. I know Gears Tactics and Wolfenstein too. And in Gears Tactics, it legitimately took your card up a full tier in performance. So a 2060 performed like a 2070. Now, admittedly, if you put a 4K image and then you cropped it in as far as you could and you started looking at the textures, you could see a difference. But while you're playing the games, you're, there's man, rendering's about to get real interesting.
0: Yeah, especially for benchmarkers too, right? For people who test them. Thank God I don't test GPUs because I don't know how you <laughs> test games. I mean, especially the games that implement this or even when we're, you know, the classic is people go on, on, they, they try to record the same footage. You don't really know if the game is rendering the same thing on every single image, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you, performance testing of a graphics card is going to be handled as we get more into the, as the tricks become accepted, you know, yeah. like it's interesting, like variable rate shading 15 years ago, people would have screamed bloody murder. NVIDIA and AMD or ATI would have been shooting back and forth to the press saying, Oh, look how, look how they're doing this horrible AA effect. Right. Well,
2: the, well, <laughs> I mean, that's the way DLS- it was. Yeah. And you got DLSS 2.0, which is killer. Like that, that, that is a spectacular uh, advancement in that. So DLSS 1.1.0, it, it, it rightfully got kind of kicked around um, due to its yeah. smeary image quality. Uh, one point X or one point nine that control used was much better, but it was still not quite there. But two point is so good, right. you you would be crazy to not just turn it on. And then you've got uh, a, a direct, was it direct ML? They've got the machine learning upscaling that Direct X twelve Ultimate and the Xbox is going to use, and right. I'm sure the new RDNA 2X or the 2X Navy 2X, they're going to have access to that. So now you've got different sets for each cards that you're going to have to test with each game. So when somebody says, I get 60 FPS with this graphics card, it's like, well, what kind of 60 FPS are you getting?
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, image quality has always been very subjective. So I don't know how you you judge that because if one card is going to be a lot faster with all these you know, tricks turned on, that's probably what most people are going to use. So how could, can you really judge it with the image quality stuff turned off and all their little, you know, sort of cheats in a way? I, it feels like you, I, I don't know how you judge that, you know?
2: I almost feel like you have to approach it from each vendor almost. It's look, if you've got, but then you, then you run into the, how do you, com, what what is comparative? So how do you compare, you know, this, this, I know it's a, Sniffers, but (laughs) this versus this, uh, there's no longer going to be a fair comparison.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And, And again, this, this is exactly, both companies used to snipe at each other over AA quality, which is if you crazy, if you think about it, but you know, there, there was a lot of sniping and a lot of cheating and a lot of accusations of cheating back then. So I, I wonder if we get back to that now, where you know, obviously people, you know, AMD was kicking, you know, DLSS 1.0 over that because they saw an opportunity. But as a reviewer, you have to tell a buyer <laughs> what they're, what's better, what's faster but the yeah. faster doesn't really mean the same thing anymore if, if you're turning on all these tricks. I don't know, man. Yeah. And That's it also
1: just... depends, like, what you care about. Like, you know, people are in the chat are talking about Radeon image sharpening, you know, because some people want really high, crisp, you know, contrasty images, but, you know, like me, like it, sometimes it can just drive me yeah. wild when I can see that over-sharpening. Uh, yeah, some know, games so... it does
2: look funny.
1: So, you know, it's it's like, could you scale back some performance and get, you know, sharpening on the, the Radeon image side rather than... <clears throat> than the game side you know like i mean it's it if anything it means we have more options which is good right you know but yeah like as a reviewer that's i mean that's wild because you got to test all the options i guess
2: (laughs) well because honestly the the sharpening features from both parties are fantastic to have because uh 4k i know everybody likes to screen 4k for these consoles but i don't i don't think a lot of people have actually tried to really run 4k themselves it's not a walk in the park <laughs> no no, no not even, yeah and a a 20 percent reduction so going down to like 1800p and applying that sharpening filter gets you so close to that native image and will gain, net you so much performance that you start to wonder do i even care if i'm running the full 4k but do you stop there do you take that down to 1080p do you take it down to to 1440 i mean
0: yeah, and then what do you tell somebody as part of your formal verdict on a on a you know on a, on a GPU? What's better, right? Because eighteen hundred P with sharpening is probably what people should be doing if they care about frame rate. But the review then is weighted by four K performance, which maybe is is incorrect. You know,
2: it's a tough one, and it's getting harder. Like you said, the more these these new things and the dynamic boosting. And the coolers again. Back to the coolers, the clock, the frequencies. Half of the review you these days on a graphics card, how stable the frequency is.
0: Yeah, and how do you? Yeah, and then what temperature are you judging that at? Summertime in a non-air-conditioned house, or winter in Alaska? You know, I I don't. It's not easy. I mean, the same thing is the CPUs too, because all, all the boosting, all the turbos, all the all the motherboard shenanigans, all the I. I i don't know what we're supposed to do going forward sometimes, yeah.
2: I mean, I love the fact that everybody's getting more out of everything, like you know there used to be a time that a graphics card just shipped at the frequency it was, and you just had to figure it out from there if you wanted it any faster. now they're like, you know we're going to guarantee this, and you're just the cooler you can run it, the fast up it'll go up to this point, and you're golden, same thing for processors, yeah. but man, it makes it really hard to quantify it and qualify results for buyers because. You know,
0: yeah, and then uh, people are not going to get the same results with a different cooler. (sighs) Yeah, I know it's a mess, and I don't. You know, and it is one thing that this this all kicked off when probably the first turbo boost CPUs came along. Is it was like, was there any point to overclocking for the average person? You know, I mean, I know people love to talk about overclocking. They love, they like to overclock but for the most part uh AMD and, and Intel have taken all of the best overclocks for themselves. They know how far to push them and do you really need to spend time to screw around with that or you just leave it on auto, you know? It's
2: Yeah, I mean, how much benefit do you get out of it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I and I know that's part of the fun of it sometimes, but for most people, you don't, you know, overclocking's been dead for a long time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and the
0: <laughs> GPUs, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do then because yeah, yeah. This is this is really become depressing on the the reviewers' <laughs> point of view. But I, are you excited for this card? Do you think it's going to? Do you think it's going to stay ahead of anything AMD has? Because you know you definitely have big Navi coming out. You've got all the console stuff coming out. We really don't know what AMD has up its sleeve, but you can guess that whatever NVIDIA is trying to plan, it's it's also Beat down on whatever AMD has coming.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got a good history so far of coming out just ahead on on the schedule and doing good enough to overshadow their older. But yeah. make you know, but but people have questioned. Okay, you know, this new one when it comes out, it's going to be, it'll be the you know, and then when it comes out, it's do we have a Fury X moment again?
0: Oh yeah, I don't. I would think it wouldn't be you know because it's not really. They're not promising that it's, good, right? It's Fury X. it definitely over-promised and under-delivered. Um, and, of course, part of that is because NVIDIA is so good at shifting the goalposts all the time, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, it just feels like, I mean, they definitely said it would be a high-end competitor, but are they expecting high-end against the 3090 24 gig card from <laughs> you know at 350 are, watts
2: are they going for today's high end because when right. you're launching tomorrow you have to go for the next next week you have to target next week you can't target what's on the market today and i know a lot of people get wrapped up in if it launches let's say it launches in august and it's 899 and it's 2080 ti performance this is purely hypothetical. Yeah. You you will have people screaming from the rooftops that they've matched NVIDIA's top performer, and by then it will be what, a two plus year old card? Yeah. You know, on a older node. It's I'm not that's not to knock it if it does that perform it does perform like that. it's it's not I'm not trying I don't want this to come across negative toward AMD, but you if you're always targeting lax the previous generation's performance you'll always have previous generation performance now the 5700 and the 5700 XT and Navi so far seems to be perf- performance wise up against current generation power draw and everything seems to be a little bit behind maybe they'll get there on the next go around
1: yeah so, uh, also, i mean i mean i i think depending on on e- e- even if it performs well against today's cards and then a couple months later nvidia comes out with something higher there are there are that contingency of people who are like hey listen i just want the most expensive amd card i can get so i don't They'll even buy have it. that option you know what i mean so I, th- yeah. I think the fact that they don't even have that <sighs> option even if it doesn't compare compare well against the nvidia card at least there's going to be that option for people to get into yeah they had the seven there for a bit and people did buy it and yeah. it, it went, it I went mean, out of
2: out of stock. So
1: yeah, you, uh, especially people who you know weren't primarily using it for games are, still mm-hmm. rely on that, right? So. No, and the, the prices
0: of those sevens were pretty good near the end. I some of the prices people were telling us they bought them for were like, dang, that's that's really good.
2: But for but gamers, it,
0: but you know you're right. I mean if you're, we're talking if it comes out and we're talking twenty eighty Ti for eight ninety nine. Oh boy. To me, that's feels like it'd be ugly because we don't know where these cards are going to slide into. We don't know where the. I mean, it feels like the entire Nvidia, you know, price stack will just get shifted down. Like twenty eighty Ti, which is eleven hundred bucks, eight hundred, nine hundred used on eBay. Hell, when these come out, that could be like six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And then, do you? Which-
2: nvidia already kind of did that to themselves when they did the then they launched the super lineup yeah that you know a, mid, a mid-generation refresh essentially um it pushed down everything but the ti it's it's, it's the big boy you know it's, it's top dog no no reason in moving it. Right. but the the 2080 2070 2070 went away 2060 kind of eventually came down once the 5600 xt launched and then you it in with they, and people were way more receptive of the Super lineup pricing. I think they found a much more comfortable pricing tier at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. They are definitely the 2060 Super, and 2070 Super really gave you a lot of performance for the money relatively. So yeah. people were definitely less, a little less angry at that, although they were still angry that they didn't go back in time and launch the Supers at the original time the original parts came out with. So I never could understand that.
1: Uh, so Chad I just, also mentioned the fact that AMD is going to come a generation late with uh, RTX and, and DLSS, whatever you know, whatever implementation they have. So DXR support. Yes, DXR. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, but they have the consoles, though. They got the consoles, remember? Because that's that's which, sort which of which is
1: generation late from PCs, though. You know, so. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, their their whole. I I think I see their
0: their strategy has been, you know, developers. You know, if they're going to optimize for anybody, they're going to optimize for us because of you know PlayStation and Xbox. So we get we get that advantage. So maybe they pick up something from that. But well, it feels like tomorrow what, we no? got the
1: uh, the PS4 reveal or PS5. PS8, PS5 reveal. Some, something's going to be revealed tomorrow, and they did mention like. Oh yeah, we're going to have high-end uh, audio capabilities, so What about uh, ray know. tracing? Oh, nice. Well, oh, but uh, yeah. along with the ray tracing, like I think okay. I think that's unfortunately probably where most of the ray tracing's going to go to is audio support. I mean, which is good for people like me. I love audio, but I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, I'm not going to get much on the the video side, so we'll see.
0: Does that does that translate well for PC though? Because I mean, the vast majority of console gamers I imagine are using a soundbar they might be using a surround sound, so it's not that important. So if, what – I'm not if trying it, to think if, if
1: it's not a sound bar or even the built-in speakers, I mean, a, a lot of console players will play with headphones because they need the, okay. the the mic to chat on on Call of Duty or whatever. So, like, I, you know, it, yeah, I, I think some of it will be lost.
0: <clears throat> oh, but, hey, I just would do – doing a shift back a little bit to the GPUs, I kind of think 899 just – I mean, I know we're just spitballing there, but it feels like – AMD knows that this part is coming. They know that NVIDIA is going to get a really nice boost from the process change, going to that, that more efficient process. You would think that, I would hope that AMD is planning on, on fighting the grill war they have been, which is price, right? It's like, we don't really, yeah, we know we care about the high end, but we don't mean crazy high end. We don't mean 3090 Ti Super at $1,500. We mean... $700 to give you a 2080 Ti. I mean, like if it really comes down to where a big Navi is about seven-ish to give you what was an $1,100 of performance, that seems like, don't you think that's the game they would play?
2: Seems like a fair place for them to put it.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to get Keith to guess at a lower
2: price. I anyways. just, that, that's... 8 dollars is too much. Look, look. AMD is making their money. Yeah. Have you seen their stock price? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, they're doing they, really well. They're they're and making. So's Nvidia. Money. So's yeah. Nvidia. They're both er- making. Everybody's making their money, and nobody wants to leave too much on the table. And those bigger those bigger dies, whether some people like to admit it or not, they cost significantly more than you know. They're just the yields on them, the size of them, how many you get out of a wafer. They're going to make their margins back on it. And yep. I think now that AMD's gotten used to i'm no I'm no financial analyst, but I do watch the markets and stuff but once you start making a certain level on something, you don't go back once you've found that proven that you can make it i mean they're they're selling fifty seven hundred series graphics cards all day long so right I, They don't I,
0: have to do that with Polaris. it was ugly, right I mean like Polaris, you were getting them with a box of cereal at a certain point, so
2: i think they just made too many of those it was crazy
0: it's like they just had like i don't know like five warehouses full of dies, and they just like let's keep selling them i mean it was such a it was hurting their own actual new card skews right it was just like it's like so the
2: 5500 i mean yeah 5500 xt was a solid card but when you looked at its own competition from the own company you're like <laughs> you know this rusty bicycle may suck down a lot more, you know, take more energy to get it moving, but it gets there just the same. yeah. And it and does it, it at half the price. Me. Yeah. So it's a tough one.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I just feel like AMD's, they'll still have to play a, a price war with NVIDIA. Right. I mean, that's just generally, I just don't, I don't think big Navi is going to outgun this. I mean, I I wouldn't expect it to, would you? I mean, just want to get people's expectations properly I, sort of primed, you know?
2: Yeah, because there seems to be some people that think it's just going to come out and blow it away. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'd be surprised. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Like, I, part of me, who knows? I mean, we've already talked about it. Benchmark numbers are so wild to look at because even if you go with 3D Mark, Firestrike, and Time Spy these days, they score so wildly differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I kind of wish, and I, I love 3D Mark, you know, Um I run a lot for, because I don't do GPU specifically. I like, I love the repeatability. I love that they spell out what they're doing, but I, I do wish, you know, we knew a gaming benchmark that, I kind of wish there was almost a poll of gaming, of, of game developers to saying we need this much performance here. We need this much performance here. We need this much performance here, right? You know, memory bandwidth, uh, compute performance, all kinds of things. But I, you know, it's every game developer is different. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's, I, I want to close off. Obviously the rumors real. Keith, what's your price prediction? Because people love playing the price prediction game. We don't know about performance. We can play the performance game too, because so you can come back and yell at us in three months <laughs> without the internet. You want to go first should I make up prices? I'm um, making them up.
2: You're making them up? And you're I, making I, them up, right? Yes, yes. making them up. We, don't, we 30 know nothing. 90, so 3090
0: Ti slash super. I'm, I don't know if that's two different SKUs or just simply...
2: Now now here's the question. Are you gonna go for founders edition pricing or msrp?
0: Uh founders edition. Right okay. because that's what are you gonna do? You wanna go first or you want me to go? Uh
2: you you go for the top one, I'll go for the bottom one, and then we'll meet. All next. right.
0: I'm gonna say uh thirty ninety TI is gonna be thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen twelve ninety nine. Twelve 13.50. Yeah, I think that's 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 probably so keeps it... A little it, higher but, than the, the 2080 Ti. Well, 2080 Ti was, what, 1,100? You said so, it's the
2: one with 24 gigs, though.
0: Yeah, but it's not like it's HPM. Oh, yeah, that does seem extremely low, doesn't it? <laughs> but that just seems like... I just don't know... I don't know how far you can go. I, I guess... I mean, like 1,500? Like I'd want to say 1,500, but I just don't know if that's you know it they like to call it testing the less elast- is elasticity of the market and i just don't know if people will go to 50 okay 1400
1: dollars $1, I mean, $1, I mean, $1, how much is the titan 13.99 dollars two, two, two,
2: two,
1: 24.99 the, the, the titan RTX? is yeah oh, okay <laughs> so it's gonna I mean, be this this were, yeah, yeah this titan was, is very high
2: this is a halo product that's no this longer- is a halo product well, well, they, if they if they call it a thirty ninety, it's no longer a Titan class product, which means right. it technically, regardless of the price, they can say it is the most powerful gaming GPU on the market. Right. And and, and people will be like, yeah, well, the price, and they go, I never said it costed good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. But most of the chats or most of the chat would say around fifteen hundred. Yeah. All hey. right, nice. All
0: right, fourteen thirteen
1: ninety nine
0: is what I'm. I'm going to peg it at because I think fifteen hundred is a little too. A little too much for everybody. I mean, Or that would be like, it would be like Broadwell 10 core, $1,723. I don't, I think they will not go that far. I think, I think 14, yeah. 1400 bucks. Uh,
2: 3080, in my opinion, 3080 is the baby 102, 10 gigs. I'm going to go with 649 to 699. That it's, sounds
0: right. Yeah. I, I was going to say 799, but that's, that's, I, I think... That might make people feel better if it's down at six ninety nine, and it's you know.
2: Well, and, and the reason I go with that number is because I mean, even the the refresh the twenty eighty super was still six was. Remember the twenty eighty launched at six ninety nine for the or was it seven ninety nine for the founders? Wasn't it? It had the hundred dollar premium. Yeah. I, I'm probably getting the numbers all wrong. Whatever the lower price was, so six fifty. I'll say six fifty.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was 100%. still going to say seven ninety nine because they want to. You know, they, if they think this part is that hot and they can push older parts down and still service lower price points, I think.
2: Well, they're not going to refresh the old one. They're just going to let the old ones leave the channel. Probably, I would think. Right, but yeah, that's just what I they mean, do. I mean, let them let them go. Where the tw- what's the twenty seven twenty
0: seventy is super is four four 4 four ninety nine five. five. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Ti would have to go away they couldn't yeah. push the ti down in no. price. No, they would so. just let them
2: let them trickle out whoever wants a second one will get them much cheaper. Uh I think you're going to I think performance-wise it's going to be the 3080 be right there around the 2080 ti and a lot of people I don't think realize that 2080 ti is already bottlenecked by so much stuff on the market. It's hard to go faster.
0: Yeah. But no, but if it's that's why I sort of think well what if you left 2080 super in place at whatever 600 650? And then you made a new 3080 price at about $800, you know.
2: Because no, that would leave.
0: Going. You think so? Or yeah. that has already been. Okay.
2: Yeah, you know, they, they're going to want the old ones out. They want the new line. Eh, sometimes they. When was the last time they, they, they held out and they kept marketing the older SKUs?
0: Well, you have 16. You have those 16 series cards. Th- those
2: are Turing, though.
1: Yeah. Those are still yeah. technically new SKUs. Yeah. But they have all...
2: to.
0: I think they understand though that some of the anger with the original launch was there wasn't a 2060 at sort of at almost attainable range, so maybe if they have lower prices, keep those around. I see because I'm thinking I think RTX 3080 Ti slash Super, I think that'll be a thousand dollar card. Yeah. So thousand. Yeah. So then the 3080, it just seems like that would be crazy good pricing at 650.
2: Well, uh, you know, it's your volume. It's it's the it's the most beat up of the dies. Yeah, you know, it'll be the lowest bend of the dies. Uh, means it'll they'll probably have the most of those. They'll make their most bang off of it, and they'll make their margins on the other ones.
0: But it's still a leading edge process. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the yields are like, so I I would just bet that it would not be it would not be cheap on these parts. And if the performance is that good, you know, and if yeah. it. Of course, this all depends on what AMD is going to do, right? Because if AMD is, if they, if they, if they, if they found were blanks again, then I would think, yeah, they, they, there's no reason to lower prices.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Does
0: everybody agree with that one, Adam? Uh, no, people, people think are we're go- crazy. People are
1: going with higher, yeah, at least a little bit higher, yeah, but not but, screaming,
0: not screaming like they were last time. You know, we get, we got
1: a couple people going with five dollars. I'll say. Lasalle Rhymes the third gave us five dollars. <laughs> oh, <plus> five dollars. So, <laughs> Say, good to see you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. And VC Jester gave us five dollars. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and asked uh, a question. At what point does resolution get carried away? I'm happy with my 51 by 14, hundred and twenty hertz monitor. Oh, that's a beautiful resolution. I think 4K 14. is already
0: pretty tough. 4K is tough unless you're on a big panel. I would personally take lower res and higher refresh so and i think we're you know refresh it's going to get a little weird too because we have mini leds coming out which is going to be spectacular and we have also 300 500 hertz thousand hertz coming
1: well you know so. what can't push uh over 120 hertz there are all those four gigabyte cards am i right <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. The uh, Of course, we are referring to uh, a blog. This actually, I should have. I Adam butchered the the AMD employees' names. Uh, Added Putani. Published May six. Basically, game beyond four gig. Uh, AMD basically said they found that on the uh, cards that went from four because they have four gig and eight gig SKUs. 5500 XT. They saw. I mean, like double-digit in performance increases, some of these very, very decent, 22% of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, 24% in Wolfenstein, uh, and uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, 20%, just from going from 4-gig to 8-gig frame buffers on those cards. And uh, basically saying, wow, look at incredibly how awesome the performance is when you get to 8 gigs. You know, fewer stutters, fewer texture pop-ins, fewer uh, error messages. Of course, people sort of Use their jump to conclusion, the mats to say that's the end of four gig cards. There will no longer be any more four gig graphics cards made. I think that's pretty silly, but um, but I do think uh, eight gigs is better than four, right?
1: I will agree to that. I mean, we already see this, though, right? I mean, what's what, is this is this actual news or like what's <sighs> you know? I, well, go ahead. I was
2: going to say, one of the things that's really important about VRAM limitations is how they're handled. So how the swapping is done, how the caching is done, because just because two different competing cards both have four gigs, doesn't mean they're both going to exhibit the same response when they run out of VRAM. Now, I mean, you can hit a point where you just completely destroy the VRAM. And you know if you're trying to run eight gig textures on four gigs, then there's but if you're going you know five hundred megs over it it really depends on how the card is handling it that's a uh, breakpoint is an interesting one because recently they got a Vulcan update, and I noticed that one vendor's four gig card did not respond the same as the other ones now they both were calling for five gigs according to the game's settings and everything, but one had stutters and error messages and the other one didn't so then you start to run into
1: what's the, being filtered these are the same skew but different no. manufacturers
2: no no different no. uh what one, one was a 5500 xt and one was a 1650 super
1: oh got it got it okay yeah the, okay. Six, the
2: 1650 super didn't have the problems so i kept having to watch it and see if maybe it just wasn't loading all the text you know it just it hit a wall and instead of stuttering and trying to do everything it just was like i'm done we're just going to go with what we got Hmm.
0: yeah and i would think i mean i know people sort of simply everybody sort of you know jumped onto the four gig is dead eight gigs is is going to be the floor for all gpus it doesn't it definitely does not address as you said texture compression and all the compression techniques that both companies have access to right so one is obviously slightly more efficient at swapping those textures out. So they can, you didn't see issues with, with your four gig, uh, GeForce card, but you did see it with the 5500 XT. Mm-hmm. So that could speak to so many different issues of texture compression, the, how they're moving the, the, the assets in and out of memory. I, I, and it the- just seems like the four gig versus eight gigs is just way too, too simple.
2: Yeah. Well, and also and it also depends on the game
1: different. type too, right? I mean, the open world game versus, you know, something linear, that it's definitely going to be different too.
0: Yeah, and you know, um there are and I sort of think because I know a lot of people say this is is a shot at 4 gigs, but I also sort of saw this as, you know, AMD trying to maybe they're thinking, you know, 1660 is a 6 gig card, we have an 8 gig card, why would you want a 6 gig card, you know? We have 8 gigs, so. Yeah.
2: 5,600 XD is a six gig card.
0: Yeah. Well, but you know, they have <laughs> eight gig cards, right? So
2: yeah. That's yeah. A, but I mean, price is the same,
0: but are they laying the, I, I think it's also a shot at six gig, which is, I think it's not necessarily just a four gig card pay you know, eight is better than six, two, right? Two more gigs than, than six gigs.
2: If you're saturating it. Right. And Although. Good. I was going to say, and you've got the horsepower to push it. Um. How
0: much of this makes a difference with upcoming game consoles? Because, I mean, um, a lot of the storage, high performance storage that you're talking about, is is the ability to get the assets out of storage into memory, right?
2: Yeah, and the game consoles, it's all one memory pool. Whereas on PC, you have a separate video memory buffer and then system memory. Right. And I don't know previous console games that were ported over to PC have a tendency to saturate your video memory before taking up your system memory. So, as these newer games come out, if they're they want that fast, I mean, cuz the consoles are using GDDR5 or GDDR6. Yeah. they're using your super fast system, uh, video memory. So, it's possible that they're that's going to be the way they intend intend on doing it so these console ports will probably do better the more VRAM you have.
0: Yeah. And that's just simply the best way to brute force it. Assuming the developers don't go like, oh, our performance isn't that great on these four gig PC gaming PCs, right? They may not do the optimization you'd hope they would. So you can just simply brute force it by using more more memory in the cards. It's
2: possible. I just don't We're see just that. guessing I don't, I don't think the four gigs going away anytime soon.
0: No, and that's why I think it's it's silly because, I mean, for God's sake, memory is not free. It's not growing on trees. If you can only afford a $100 graphics card, are you going to get one with 8 gigs? Are you going to be able to get it with 8 gigs? You're but, just going to end up tuning it down, right?
2: Hmm. I mean, like 2 gigs, I'll give you that. That's gone. That's done and dusted. Yeah. But But 4 gigs is a very comfortable... Very it just because even if you can't run like all of the pretties in the game, you can turn the textures up and the game can look so much better even without the volumetric lighting, as long as you got decent textures going. So yeah, yeah I'm having a hard time thinking four gigs is kind of I think it's good to push past it and and, and you know it's just like when we move from 256 and 512 to one and two gigabyte graphics cards, push push up the details. Let's right. let's let's raise the quality of life and image on it, you know. Stop targeting an, an HD 630. Let's let's make these games look real.
0: Yeah, although you got to have some. I mean, integrated graphics is still that's the thing. People still play integrated graphics for God's sake. So
2: just make a setting for them.
0: There will not. Yeah, there really should be just an integrated graphics setting in the game, right? But I I almost kind of wish there was. But just then you sort of see- have AMD integrated graphics coming and. And then you have, you know, yeah, you have Z graphics with Tiger Lake and all this stuff. So I, I, um, I do think people sort of jumped on too much and the narrative turned into four gigs is dead. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's not, it's not going away, but it's going to be better to have eight gigs, but yeah, it's not going away.
1: So not dead, Adam. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's, you know what's long dead. Is uh, AMD's Project Quantum, right?
0: Yes. Yes, that is a uh, – I was actually surprised there was a request to talk about Project Quantum. This is from our Discord channel. Go there. You know, we love getting in there, talking about stuff. This was a request to talk about AMD's Project Quantum. I don't even remember what year it was from. When was that? This you is know like 40 f- years said ago. Something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Adam said something to me, I was like, wait, AMD's Project Quantum? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa. Uh,
0: so you could actually, if you do PC World Project Quantum, we have a dissection of it. It's from August of 2015. I think Keith saw it before I even got it to take apart. But what what did you, you have a story about about it, Well, well for,
1: first real quick, why don't why we get people up to speed on what it even is? Because uh, there's some people who probably don't even remember this.
0: Yeah, so for people, audio listeners and uh, video people, basically Project Quantum was... A really, really cool, small form factor PC made by AMD at the time. It had a Fury uh, graphics. Uh, one of them apparently had a dual Fury in it, and it was incredibly small. And uh, I, I think probably the best way to describe it, although not everyone will understand it, is it sort of designed like a Cylon base star because you had two... Blocks, two rectangular chunks, and there was a center column that they actually passed wires through to get to the CPU at the bottom and the cooling on top. And it was pretty nifty, amazing stuff. Uh, It never really went anywhere. It was really sort of a proof in concept at the time in 2015. AMD's vision was like, wow, you know, people are going to be going into the theater and they're going to be playing VR, and we need to sell people really cool. VR PCs so they can do these VR experiences in theaters and point of sales and all that stuff. And that was sort of their, let's unleash the engineers to make one of the coolest PCs we can at the time. And that was project quantum. It went nowhere in the end. Uh, craziness uh, for the rising crowd. That's just like, who's very young. It was based on an Intel CPU it was built on a devil's Canyon chip because AMD knew FX wasn't going to do it back then. So yeah. that's, that's the uh, that's the the quick story.
2: Yeah, and I did I did get to see it early. Um, I visited the AMD campus in Austin and got to see the Fury X in development and met with some engineers and such. And actually, my first ever VR experience was on a working Project Quantum. Now I was Ow. it was on a DK one, you know, Oculus DK one that didn't even have straps on it, so I had to I had to hold it and look around, and it was it was really surreal, but I remember the the footprint of the thing was really small, and like you said, it had the the cooling was in one chamber, and all the components were stuffed into another, and it just it kind of sucked to see that it didn't really go anywhere. Um, but we've seen some really cool small form factor systems since then.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything. Well, I have. I mean, like in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of really really cool PCs. There's probably only one that would put above this. Um, and that was this oil filled computer that was, Ooh. that was, uh, from a lifetime ago, but Project Quantum is up there. It's definitely on the, the top ten top 10 list of coolest desktop PCs I've seen that are not, you know, that were intended for production. Let's see. Yes. Cause it's, you have plenty of mods. Bill Owens over at MNPC does just stupendous work. Those are one offs. It's not like you're going to be making and selling these. Uh, Project Quantum was originally designed to hopefully go into production.
2: And it you know, looked but, like a, it didn't look like a prototype. It looked like a finished product. Like it was ready to go on the shelf and you could just buy it.
0: Yeah. They, they actually made it, you know, I think I forget what the, I'll have to get this story, but you know, they were all serialized. They probably made under a dozen, you know, maybe oh, wow. under 20 of them. I'm guessing they didn't make a lot of them. Cause I mean, they were really expensive. It was, They were all machined aluminum. The, I mean, they they were all aluminum, like the the grill on top. Again, Mm -hmm. go to the pieceofworld.com, look for our Project Quantum story. And it was just, it was amazing. The the reservoir was 3D printed. And uh, one of the really cool things they did was they actually made the rubber feet for them out of AMD logos. So the rubber Mm -hmm. feet on the Project Quantum, they were actually AMD logos, part, part of the AMD logo. You know, and it was just like, it was just really, really awesome, you know, proof of concept. Look how cool we could make, you know, small form factor. You know, it was never, for people who thought it would, be, would have made a good DIY, it wasn't. It was. It was scary. I took the thing apart and I really was sweating bullets putting it back together because I didn't think I could actually get all the wires and the entire oh, yeah. thing back together because... It was not made to be taken apart and put back together in a way. Yeah, we, I mean, whoever we, built them put put it back together. But we were—I was like, oh my god.
1: We we, I we called them up. For, yeah, an, an old episode of uh, Hardcore Hardware that that series yeah. used to have, and it was. Uh, I I actually wasn't. I didn't film that episode, but I I remember you guys being down there for a while, and then coming up and just being like, oh boy. <laughs>
0: no, I was down there with with Dan and Olivia, and they were like, oh my god, Gordon is like, yeah. I was like really sweating because I was like. Hey, do we have to put this thing back together? Cuz they gave us permission to take it apart and it's like, yeah, you need to put it back together. It's like, oh my god. Cuz you're just like, you just the wires cuz it wasn't, you know, the the lengths of the wires weren't. It wasn't like it wasn't intended to have the inside showing off. It wasn't like a showcase PC with a window on it. This is just yeah. It was it was really I, you know, but it was again, look at it looked like I mean, it had two parts and it had a center column, all the wires and the water cooling. It was, just, you know, just beautiful, beautiful. So um, unfortunately, never went anywhere.
1: Yeah. Do, do you think, do you think uh, the, I mean, what, what they did with this fed into anything, you know, going on later? Or is that, you know, it was just kind of a, a whole separate thing that just didn't, See, didn't help anything. like
2: a passion project.
0: Yeah, somebody really just, I mean, I, I think somebody, they had some, you know, let's say, let's face it, there were no exciting AMD CPUs at the time. They was like, let's make people, engineers do something. Let's have them design project quantum, maybe. And they just went to town on it. I mean, it was really cool. The, uh, the heat sinks for the, the GPUs or, you know, all machined aluminum. It was, it was pretty cool. I don't, I don't think it was, they hoped, I think to sell it or at least to show it as a proof of concept or maybe it'd be a prototype to get, you know, people invigorated about, about it, but I, I don't think it, I, you know, if I worked there, I probably would have said it would have had a 20, probably less than that 15% chance ever making it as an actual production product. But, you know, companies do that. They, all these, you know, all these large companies, they have people tasked with doing really cool things. Uh, we see them, a lot of the prototypes that are actually worthy of showing sometimes the prototypes are made and then just simply they put in that Indiana Jones warehouse that they have and, never sees the light of day and
1: with the up. art so I've, I've been flashing up uh photos for the the, oh. the video watchers uh, from your article i uh, also linked to the article in the, the description um what's this this special power uh socket or plug that it, it has on the back it almost looks like an x alert uh, yeah Jack. so
0: it, it, we never actually got we never could fire up our unit because they didn't give us a power supply. What they did was if you look at this machine, it was about you know about twelve by twelve and maybe about eight inches tall. there wasn't and you're talking about a forty seven ninety k and you're talking about a fury um you were not going to run that on a, a and jam and water cooled with a large radiator. you were not going to jam a power supply in there so they actually took a desktop power supply and rewired it because they needed the high, the high voltage that you just, at the time you weren't getting out of SFX. You weren't going to get it, get it out of a, you know, standard power brick. They rewired it using a custom cable. It probably was an XLR and they just basically rewired the power rails they wanted. And they, it ran into the back of the quantum and then screwed in. I never actually saw the power supply in person. People who went to E3 at the time and they showed it off did. But it did wow a lot of people. I mean, uh, Project Quantum did really impress people. So, I mean, sometimes companies, when you don't have a CPU and your GPUs aren't exactly blowing people away, it's nice to wow people with something cool. And I, I think it did achieve that.
1: And somebody said uh, it, it actually showed up in uh, in Deus Ex Mankind Divided or whatever, like in the game yeah. itself. Uh, I, I didn't play that, so. It's in there. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was, it was,
0: it, you know, definitely top ten for almost production PC. I mean, intended for production. So I've definitely seen a lot of cool PCs in my lifetime. So that's definitely, it's definitely uh, on the list. What you got? Any? What's your? What do you name one off your list there, Keith?
2: Uh, like that? That? God. <laughs>
0: Anything that's just definitely quantum is, is on your list?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, I was looking up the uh, pictures of it on um, man, uh, Mankind it. <laughs> you, you caught me off. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. He was,
0: I, I like the one that definitely is like top three. I knew it would never make it. Uh, sadly is the, there was a, there's a Minneapolis company uh, called Heart. I don't know if they're still around. It was hardcore PC. It was the reactor, I think, and it was a from it was intended to be a, a mineral immersion PC uh, from the get go. And it was just beautiful. I don't know if there's even pictures of it on the internet anymore. This is how old it was, but it was it just beautiful. The entire chassis was, you know, custom aluminum. Um, it, was, it was a machine and then it looked like a computer from a movie, right? I know that's ridiculous because when you have a sci-fi movie, but this really could have been put on the set of a movie, of a movie. And you said, wow, this like, cause it had, because it had this, it had plexi window, but it wasn't just a window. It was like, it was curved. So it was like plex, you know, curved plexi. So it had a curve to it. So it's not, you know, which that's actually very expensive. It's like they basically went and redesigned an entire, computer to be mineral mineral oil filled from the get-go. And it's just it was just insane because every single thing was like, wow, this is they they, they engineered everything. And anybody who's ever had any association with any early English cars where there's small production runs or any small production run cars, you know that when you re-engineer the wheel for everything, there's a lot of things you don't do right. There's a lot of reasons why a generic Cooler Master or Silverstone case is going to be so much better designed because they've wrung all the problems out of it. They've got to make 5000 or 50000 of them. They're not going to have this thing not work, right? Like this case, it was beautiful, but when you would pull it out, you would pull the center section out. You could basically pull the insides out of the mineral oil and then hang it on this step. It would break all the SATA cables because oh, it's like yeah they were just like and you just you have to really look this up it was ma it was amazing I mean like if I remember right, the power supplies were submerged in mineral oil so and I remember talking to another small uh so smaller uh, another smaller uh, uh boutique vendor like, wow this thing is beautiful I sure wish I had all this money to build something like this because <laughs> it'd be amazing but you know he was like this ain't gonna cut it, man it's not gonna make it and they didn't make it. I mean, it was it was so clear they'd invested so much in this chassis, it wasn't going to go anywhere. Sorry, this is that's not sad. not part of the original design this discussion, but that's definitely like top three.
1: Well, no, it, it got me thinking about stuff. I mean, I've only been in the game for for about five years, but I, do you remember that uh, that one? Uh, it was just a case, uh, but it was the uh, it was like a fighter jet looking kind of thing. Do you remember that? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> There's a stealth. Uh, it was out of a, it was a, a Utah pl- That's what it was.
0: Yeah, it was self-bomber. I saw one in person. It was pretty cool. I mean, you know. I mean, it was interesting. It was probably closer to, you know, I mean, I don't know if it went into production or not. But, you know, it's like it was closer to a mod than something meant for True. production.
1: True. Well, what but was it was. What about that thing we saw it, at uh, Computex last year from Asus? The new. Uh, uh, that's what or I was just or whatever. About. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Orion? Was that what it was? Uh, no. It was.
0: It was. a. God, I can't think of it. It's part of, it was their whole initiative, which people still get on me to, to basically let's, let's have a, let's have a sit down and talk about ATX.
2: Keith, have we ever had this talk (laughs) yet? Yeah. Let's just, let's, it's time to change something.
0: Let's have a talk, folks. We like, it's insane that we're still using a form factor from 1989, 1990s. I mean, it's just like 1995. It's crazy that you could have a case from 1995 and still build something modern into. That's good and horrible all at the same time. So let's have a talk since then. I just got to be someone we should just have a, we should have a special discussion talk where you're talking about. Let's fix ATX. I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's holding us
1: back at this point. It's holding us back. Prime utopia. That's what it was. That's Ah, in prime Prime utopia.
0: Utopia. Yep. Yeah. The memory, they put the memory on back. Was that it? I forget what they, They, everything was different. Yeah. They just, you know, he's just, just like, let's, let's do something different for fun. You know? And again, Apple just did that in their new, their new Mac Pro. They actually have the memory on back because it doesn't make any sense. You should need space efficiency. They can do that because it's all proprietary and they can screw you later on. But ATX, why don't we talk about having a new form factor and not have people get, you know, pick up their, their torches and pitchforks over it. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's just everybody get together, have one of those big meetings. Like in, was that Godfather or Godfather two? I think
1: it was Godfather. two, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. It's been a while. It's the
0: one where Sonny gets killed. That's uh, Godfather 1. So let's just have the big meeting. Everybody get together and just sort of agree on how we can fix ATX, you know, and then not have that incident happen to Sonny, okay? Because that's just, let's just all work together <laughs> for once.
2: Light the bridge and walk forward. Yeah, cuz you know that's what would happen. Somebody
0: would like like, "Oh, look, we have consensus on the standard for new ATX." And then and then one of the people would then just screw it all up everybody for competitive advantage, for business advantage, and then and and then we would all be
1: looking my little baby boy.
0: Nobody's even getting any of these Godfather references.
1: They're great. They're great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Project Quantum. You know, who knows if uh, AMD will ever do anything that crazy again, huh?
2: Wouldn't
0: put I don't, it past them. I, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. I'm sure they're always cooking up cool stuff. But you know, if you were them, you would put resources toward things that make you money and that that are going to fly. But I'm sure there's every every big company has a prototype department. So it'd be cool to see more things that are prototype. Yeah. Discuss like why they didn't make it
1: i like it uh well do we want to head over to some questions uh before we wrap it up sure do we we go got time it. everybody good all right uh yeah if, if you want to get your questions in the best place to get them in is our Fulner discord there's a link to it uh in the description you can go over there there's a channel you put your question in at any time of the week and, and we'll get to it on the air uh or if you want to try to at me in the, the chat right now but uh I'm going to go over Discord real quick. Uh, CosMC uh, just asked today, uh, since you were spec- uh, spectating on, or speculating on price for the RTX 3000, uh, what about the Xbox Series X and PS5? I know that's right up Gordon's alley. Um,
0: $600 for both. Yep. <laughs> we'll just- keep the old ones around and the, these will be $600. They may do some trimmed down versions a little well, bit that th- don't compromise too much, but
2: well, the oh. Xbox—they've already dropped the Series X, or not <clears throat> Xbox One X. It's two ninety nine now, so it's three hundred dollars box. Drop the new one for double the price. They're already doing financing options through Xbox Live to where you can just buy it through oh, theirs. So clever. they're gonna, yeah, they they're gonna make it super easy to get a bite out of that really high price tag. Um, Sony, so far, they're not playing the backwards compatibility game. So they're wanting you to buy into the new thing and the new the new deal and while $600 may have bit them on the PS3 price $600 in 2004567 anyway it's 13 plus years ago $600 yep. is not the same now as it was back then so it's a lot more palpable now to drop a $600 box I, yep. I, so I'm good with $600 and if I was a, co- a console gamer And that was my cup of tea and my jam. What they're claiming to offer for it, so be it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and it is interesting because everybody's doing their own financing now. If they're like, hey, sign up for Xbox Live or whatever PS5 thing is, 50 bucks a month, right? Mm Mm-hmm okay, I can just throw on 50 bucks a month for, and then it gets people in. And then, you know, they're not, they're not trying to credit card you by saying, yeah, $50 a month and only, you know, $10 of it goes towards your purchase. They're just yeah, simply no. saying, we know you signed up for six months. We've got your credit card. It's a good yeah. good bet. You're not going to, not going to burn us on this. So I think it, it's.
2: And Microsoft's giving you the game pass along with, in the whole deal. So they're giving you the console, say 30, 40 bucks a month. You get getting the console, you're getting live, you're getting all these games.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah no so who's uh, gonna, microsoft knows that it's all about services going forward like selling the box like you know usually or traditionally it's you know sold for a loss at the beginning and then towards the end of the, the know, generation they they make money on it but they could just and, be uh, like you know what i'm we're just going to go services and not worry about selling the box you know
2: in my day job a piece of equipment that we lease we call it the anchor we don't make anything off of it it's the anchor it's everything else that I go in there for, and that you buy, that oh, we're making all our money for. But as it. long as you, we've got the anchor in there, you'll keep you'll keep buying.
0: Yeah, razor and razor blades, right?
2: <laughs> I I just think yeah. that, and then you know
0: I, I i like to I like to give console gamers a hard time because it's fun. You give us a hard time, but these are going to be spectacular. This generation of this generation of, of consoles, they're just going to be spectacular. These are going to be poor uh, console sorry. gamers they're just going to be it'll be the best thing ever in the world for them because they are both going to be spectacular consoles they're going to be just mm-hmm. like you're getting great performance wonderful visuals and i think it's it's like a new golden age of, of game consoles it feels like almost and you know they're big they're they're big they're badass they're they're their pcs it'll be nice Yeah, and you great know this time <laughs> and you know frankly over stream gaming there's no way I would have take stream gaming over a game console. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just not my not my even thing. at
2: even at six hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, because I just don't. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I just don't. I, I mean, like hardware. Not buy
1: the console either though. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no I'm, I'm not going to buy the console either. But I like the hardware next to me. I like that latency. I, I just all... don't like losing a game. You know how angry you get oh, when yeah. you lose a game because like bad internet connection. I can tell you. That's gonna be way worse streaming than it is. Eight, you know.
2: The six hundred dollars doesn't scare me and I'm cheap. When I say I'm cheap, <laughs> I'm cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they'll be giving people a spectacular amount of hardware for six hundred bucks. If it's mm-hmm. even six hundred. If it's eight hundred or seven hundred though, I think we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a revolt, right? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. What at what point were people gonna be like
2: Argh! Um I think Honestly, just like what I said earlier, I think Microsoft would have an easier time with that higher price tier because all the games that they're releasing, most all on, I already know there's a couple, but most of them will be playable on the the garbage Xbox One S like I would use to watch Blu rays on, all the way up through the Series X. You're not gonna get that with Sony. So Sony's gotta capture the whole market of their potential customer into one single console. Yeah, because at Whatever. least there's
1: an upgrade path on Microsoft. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So even with Microsoft, if you've got the 1S and the newer games are coming out, you're still buying them, but you're saving up towards the bigger console upgrade. You're yep. at least able to carry your library with you.
1: Yep. Sony's got the same.
0: Why would they break compatibility? I mean, it's just all basically AMD x86 Radeon parts.
1: Well, it's still at least on the Microsoft side it's it's not just compatibility with the like from the uh, Series X to the Xbox One X or whatever. They're also talking about 360 and original Xbox games, so, you know, full compatibility. Like, full compatibility it's limited. It's not across the whole board, but they are working on it. They are saying, "Hey, you know what? Even Somebody's though most not. people probably aren't going to go back and play it, we're still going to put the work in it." And like that's a good it's a good messaging win even if even if it's not like a practical thing they're probably you know they look a lot better for doing it saying like hey you know like you want to play a game on all these you 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 get to continue to play so uh, like i had
2: the argument with my parents when i was a kid when a new console came out and like this is a new box and i gotta buy all new games and none of your old ones work for it (laughs) and that was always their argument and you know sony sounds like my parents and microsoft's like the cool uncles nah man you can play all of them
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and get better performance, you know, like yeah. uh, they're, they're promising some, some performance upgrades, uh, you know? So, yeah. Huh.
0: I Yeah. I mean, I get, I get you that. I mean, I can expect the previous two previous Xboxes to work. Cause that's, that's not hard, that's just a matter of setting some settings, but they're going to do emulation back to older games. It's gotta be like what 10, 20% of the games run on it. Is it worth a hassle? You know?
1: Well, like I said, I mean, it's probably not when you talk about it from a business perspective, but from a mindshare perspective, hell yeah, because people, people care. Like people, even though they would never play it, you know, most of them would never play it, it still feels good to know that if I wanted to, I could, you know, right? Well, here's
0: my question. For Sony, are you saying they're going to break previous gen? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, they're, they're going to say that, that you know the the top what was it they said like the top certain percentage of games that people play on P- PS4 right now will play with you know like fine you know but they're like yeah you know so that, so these top ones that most people oh. are playing that it should be fine but we're not going to do the work to make sure everything plays you know uh, and it, and who knows maybe everything will play but they're just not yeah. looking at it they're not going to put the time and effort into making sure that they can guarantee it. But then also sure. you can't you can't go back to PS3. There's no. there they, you know they're they can support PS2 and PS1, <laughs> but man, PS3 like imagine Sony being like, "You know what? We we support the whole PS3 library." <laughs> like, yeah, right. No way. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's they, they kind um, of back themselves into the corner on that one.
0: <laughs> well, they could they could build the emulation to support it, I'm sure, but it's just I'm but sure not, somebody's done the math and it's it's not worth it for uh, them and is it worth it for Microsoft? Well, Do you really is.
1: think it, it Xbox is 360 is... It really is a mindshare thing. Like, it really... People are talking about it. People are like, oh, wow, okay, so... We're you know, talking about it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know, at least for me, like, I, I think that is is pretty awesome. Like, it's... Like, especially... I, that was a huge selling point for the PS2 when the PS1 came out, and then the original PS version of the PS3 had PS2 and PS1 guts in it. And I was just like, dude, that's, that's cool. And then they ripped it out, and then it's just like, what? You know, uh, so I, you know, yeah.
0: I just, I just wonder because I mean, I, I love, I love backwards compatibility. I think it's one of the strengths of the PC, but I also see the advantage of going the Sony route, which is, you could say is closer to the Apple route, which is, let's just, you know what, we're going to, if you're not weak enough, if you're not strong enough to stay with us, we're just going to cut you off. (laughs) In the end, it makes PS4 stronger.
1: Well, than no, Xbox no, not, in not some not ways. Necessarily, that's the thing, though, is that like because like the the architecture from the Xbox, you know, uh, One X and the Series X are so similar that it's they're not they're not saying like yeah you know what the Series X is going to be hamstrung because we support the old ones like that's that's not going to be the case either it's like uh, yeah. Well, I'm like, saying so, the 360 support. You know why? You know, well, no, they already I think did it's the already work. There. Cause, yeah, the 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 work's already there. They already did it for the, you know, for the, the, uh, the newest one. So like that, that's just, that carries over there. But isn't it already,
0: but can you argue that for Sony, it's already, it's over, you know, PS3 is oh my God, that's gotta be like 18 years old or something like that. Are you really still,
1: it's a messaging thing. It's a messaging thing, right? When you can go out there and say, Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> and you know, if I were Sony, times.
0: if I were Sony, what I would say is we will, Look, the cool thing about our consoles is they still work. If you have a PS3, the original one with the Blu-ray drive, you could pull it out of a garbage bin. It still works. <laughs> well, Because our console still worked, and it didn't all red ring of death 100%, <laughs> we don't have to build that comp- compatibility. In fact, we have a warehouse of them. If you want the compatibility, Send us an email. We'll send you a PS3. <laughs> You're re- Because your 360 has died, they have to have that backwards compatibility. That's the messaging Sony should use. Yeah,
1: well, also, I, I mean, I think in this time where a lot of people are constrained money-wise, I, you know, I mean, they, with, with what's going on in the world, like, it's going to be a hard sell. It's going to be easier for Microsoft to be like, hey, listen, you have an upgrade path. Everything works cool where sony's like hey you know what give us all your money and you know you're 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 gonna get future proof stuff it's you know it's it's message it's all about the messaging right maybe
0: maybe i mean you know but you know we all everybody has this discussion every time there's new consoles and then you get the crap you know what happens the old ones outsell the new ones ten to one right because they're three hundred dollars instead of six hundred dollars so and then we get console people who go like it's not about the graphics right price price first you know and you know gameability second it's not about the graphics
1: well but that's the point is that yeah the old ones are still going to continue to sell but then they still have the upgrade path for when they want to jump to the next one you know so uh, cuz i mean you know after this sony's going to sony's going to be like hey you know what we're going to we're going to stop active development on ps4 and we're just going to focus on ps5 so then all those people buying ps4s right now are just like okay well you know i got i got nothing new coming out but yeah anyway we, we should move on because that's consoles uh, back to the <laughs> RTX stuff uh, master procrastinator on, on Discord asked um, uh, what would you expect the what what do you expect the benefits for the cooling airflow with that fan blowing towards the CPU uh, do you expect downsides to a shorter PCB?
0: Sounds like a key question to me
2: um, I honestly anticipate the fan from where the CPU area is to be blowing down into the graphics card. And I expect it to blow out. I, see, that's a hard one because if I say it that way and they get it backwards, I like that idiot got it backwards. Idiot. I've only got a 50 through 50 shot on which way to get this. Okay. So I'm going to do it from both directions. So if it takes from the back, so the front of your case, the fan facing the top and it blows out, I'm looking at myself in the camera. So I'm pointing in the right directions. So it blows the air down and across and then out the bottom where the rear IO is, Now that hot air is ejecting down towards the vents on the back of your PCI-like slots. So it's keeping the hot air in that general area. So the front to rear flow of air is going to help push it out the back. Um, That's Either way, the GPU is going to benefit for for cooling-wise. But if it's the other way around and it's sucking the cool air in from the bottom blowing back towards the front of the case away from the rear IO and it's ejecting it up across the memory. Well, now you got active cooling on your memory and, um, you know, thermal takes not needed anymore for their, you know, water cooling memory. And then but now you run the problem with that hot air is sucking right into a blower or a, a fan for a cooler. So you got that Hyper 212 or you got the NHD 15. It's sucking that hot air right into your CPU, which is affected by hot air on how fast, you know, the, the speed that the processor operates, or it's going up into your radiator. So either way, the, the GPU is, is going to, in my opinion, run cooler and quieter that way. But it depends on where the heat is exhausting, it is going to affect other components in your system. I think it will affect it less if it's blowing out towards the bottom, the traditional bottom of your case, and able to vent out the rear PCI IO, than blowing up over the memory. Uh, now you're you've got competing air patterns from the cpu cooler to the gpu but i don't think there's enough they're not moving enough air either way to be a big factor that way so that's why i think it's going to suck the air in back by where the pcie power plugs are and then go towards the io of the gpu and exhaust downwards um, because that area is very rarely obstructed whereas if you Please. had cards under your oh, go ahead
0: no, I'm just wondering, but I mean, it, those pictures that we've seen, it looks like the, the fan is open. Wouldn't you need to enclose that to suck air in? I guess you would get a little bit in, but air in the back with an open fan and not if, and through the rest you, of the
2: card. If you've got it pushing and pulling at the same time, you've got an air pattern from both directions. But there's if only there would, one
0: fan though, right? Two. Oh, there's two. So there's yeah. one in front? Mm-hmm. The, the Okay, I haven't seen the pictures of the one in front.
2: Well, if they look, it, the card looks the same. If you flip it over, it's just the fans on it. Oh, uh,
1: okay. I was wondering. Like I saw it too real quick, and I was just like, "Wait, which side am I looking at?" <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, the, one of the original things that ah. was a fake was because of the PCIe slot orientation. They're like, "Oh, look, it's fake because the fan is on this. That it's backwards. So this isn't. This can't be real." So, um. And you're able to. And, and the sh- the question about the short PCB, I don't think the, sh- the shorter PCB is going to have any impact whatsoever on the actual GPU performance. Uh, but it allows that cooler to be built that way. Interesting.
0: I need Interesting. to look up this picture. So it's basically like a, a mirror image of it of itself. Yes.
2: It looks like. So if hold on, let me reach over here and grab this.
1: It's show and tell time.
2: Yeah. So let me grab this off the test bench. So. This is the this is a, your normal graphics card, right? So you would picture this fan, this is the rear, this is the front. I'm going to call this the front where your rear I.O. is. Uh, so this fan is still there, but this fan is now back here.
1: And that's so the intake.
2: Yeah, so my theory is it's blowing, sucking the air in here, going across here, and jettisoning out there interesting. And those and those are very high static pressure fans that look just like what they used on the GTX uh 690 back in the day and the Titan Z. Well, so
0: don't you think the rear fan would pull air in from the back like you were saying and then the front would Yeah, that's so what I be... saying.
1: Yeah, he's yep. blowing it towards the P, the power supply.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes the most logical sense, right?
1: So
2: hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not a thermodynamic engineer, but I've played with a graphics card or two in my day. <laughs> That would be that would be my guess on what's going on based on what I'm looking at and possible impact of the system around it.
1: Okay. Uh well, Gordon, we have a, a good question for uh for you. I'm gonna find the link to the article. Um but uh Tron over on Discord asks, uh any word on new Ryzen laptops? I also think this might be a good time to to tell people about the uh you know, we, we had, um, uh, um, I'm sorry, I forgot his name from AMD. Uh, yeah, about Frank Azor Frank. Frank.
0: from AMD talking about SmartShift. Yep. Uh, HP actually announced one recently. It's actually pretty cool because they're doing a an Intel version and an AMD version. Although the AMD one doesn't scale, it still has the classic problem of you can't get it with a 2070, I think. I, actually, I think they did announce one later on, but you can't get a 2080. But um, we might be able to see... 2070 Intel 2070 uh, AMD. So that's the latest one that I know of. They're still coming out a lot slower than I would have expected. Yeah. And then I think even Frank um Frank Azor on Twitter later on mentioned that you know the vast majority of the Ryzen laptops you're going to see for 4000 will be U class parts, which makes sense, you know, the 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 H and HS parts probably 10 to under 20, I think
1: you said. And, and what about sense. laptops that are, are going to support SmartShift, the the updated info Yeah, I,
0: basically the, the latest, as you said, the Dell is the only one to expect this year. So the only ones who, who jumped on that. That doesn't necessarily mean there won't be uh, any laptops based on uh, Radeon and Ryzen, but it may not have SmartShift on board
2: but he did say that was expect plenty more next year.
0: Yes. Expect plenty more next year, but it takes time. Basically it takes time. Laptops it take time to design and get out into the market. So
2: It's a slow moving tank. Yep. It's good money for them though. They'll make, they'll, they'll make a good. No. Tank. And it's,
0: it's good because when is AMD ever been in this position before? So
1: cool. All right. Um, Here's one from uh, Distrug2 uh, on Discord. Which is better? The Sapphire AMD Radeon RX 5700 XT Plus Pulse Video Card Plus AMD Ryzen 7 3800K? (laughs) All right. So RX 5700 XT Pulse with a Ryzen 7 3800K or a NVIDIA GeForce uh, 2060 Super Strix with a 3800K? So same CPU I guess they're just saying which is which card is better to go with that Ryzen 7. Ooh
0: That, I'm okay. going to let Keith answer that one. I'll just get it wrong.
1: Yeah, those are very <laughs> specific parts. I, I know Brad really it likes is. that Sapphire. It, you know, if if you're going to get a 5700 XT, I think that's Brad's uh, oh, the, pick. The
2: the 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 Pulse is. I've got a Pulse sitting over there. It's 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 a spectacular card. Um, uh, that's a tough one because you're going to get more performance with the 5700 XT. You're going to get more features with the 2060 Super. I would look at. I would look at the games that you're playing because that's going to come down to show you what you're, what you're where you're going to get it the most out of. If you don't care about the features and you want the performance, you're going to get the 5700 XT. If you want some of the features and you're willing to give up a little performance here or there, you're going to get the 2060 Super. How much do you care about recording your gameplay? Um, I've personally found Shadowplay to be a lot more friendly for doing that. Yes, a, AMD has their stuff too. They have their Relive, but i found the the files and working with the the shadow play stuff. And I know it's G4 share now, but shadow plays just ingrained in me, but um, that's going to be better. As far as, is the CPU going to impact it? No, you're good either way. I run, I run a 3,900 X with a 2080 and I put a 3,600 in there for a while and forgot I had it in it. So uh, you're don't worry about your, you're going to be more worried about your GPU performance. Like the games that you play, is there enough performance benefit for one or the other? Because you're going to spend the same on either one. So I don't think you're going to be dissatisfied either way. That's such a hard question for that price (laughs) category because it really does come down to the features that you want. Do you want, okay, so the 2060 Supers, if you're you're gaming at 1080p, both of them are going to be overkill. If you're gaming at 1440p, they're going to be so close that that's where you should be gaming on them. The ray tracing stuff that you'll want to get out of the 2060 Super will be best served for 1080p. But the 2060 Super, if you're somebody who likes to play Discord and stream, you've got your, you've, yeah, you got the encoder, but now you have RTX Voice, which is insane. So you're going to get that with one. You're not going to get that with the other. So you have to start questioning. Do all those little things start adding up? And those are part of the price, not just the frames per second that you get on a chart. Uh, we're, we're we're past that point where your frame rate's not your only deciding factor anymore so
1: a lot of people streaming out there yeah i mean if if that were the case i'd, I'd go with the nvidia card personally if, so. if streaming was uh you know uh part of the the equation so
2: as far as your cpu is going to hold down no matter which one you go with you'll be good
1: and I, i'm sorry i said the uh maybe i stumbled as the ryzen 7 3800k uh 3800x uh, i'm Yes, uh, they, they, they said K. It happens. Yeah, okay. Uh, so here's another one from Void Seeker. Uh, if I'm getting a Ryzen 5 3600, which graphics card should I pair it with? <laughs> I hate this one because it doesn't say what resolution they're targeting or anything. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I think definitely 2080 Ti. Makes sense. <laughs> or a 580. Um... RX580.
2: Honestly, either the, the, one of those. The, the, here's the great thing about the 3600 and the 3600, 3600X is you, what, whatever your budget allows, it's going to drive pretty much no matter what you want to put on it. We're talking about a 200 to around a $200 processor. I hope you're not planning on buying a $200 processor so that you can buy a $1,000 graphics card. But if you're buying something like a 5600 XT 2060 2060, that area, you're going to get every ounce of performance out of those cards uh, uh, even up through a 2070 super in that area 57 you' just you're really going to have to pick your butt your, your resolution and your budget if you're going 1080p i wouldn't I wouldn't go past the 5600 xT or 2060. if you're going uh 1440p and you want that high refresh rate 5700 xT or the 2070 super that would be my stop on the, on there.
0: Yeah, and I generally recommend if you're an average person, average gamer, spend about as much on your GPU, possibly a little more than you would on your CPU. So $200 CPU, 2 to $300 GPU is, right? Yeah. Seems about right. Yeah. But of course, if you don't need it, if you, you you don't care to play games, which is entirely possible, buy the cheapest, you know, $100 GPU or if you really need all that performance, go up a little higher in the stack.
2: Get that five eighty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, I have a really long one from Dark Helmet, so I'm I'm really gonna try to pare this down. Uh, he has a corporate issued machine that's running uh, a bunch of security software, uh, you know, and he's saying there's times where it just warms up and it's not working well. He says uh, many people say that it's uh, that if you're simply working in office, any quad core U class processor with eight gigabytes is fine. My experience with this machine believes me uh, leads me to believe that I would benefit from more cores. Would you guys ever consider reviewing laptops with more than a clean Windows 10 build installed to get a more complete end user perspective? What do you think, Gordon?
0: Well, most of the laptops we review have actually you know end user. Images. They've got all the bloatware, the adware, and the AV software on there. We don't get all the corporate software.
1: Yeah, that you get like six pieces of corporate software here. That's oh boy. Yeah, (laughs)
0: there's just no way for us to review it in that case. I, you know, generally, you know, I love Ryzen Mobile. I love that you've got eight cores down to you now. But I still think, in my experience, you don't really need all those cores most of the time. Uh, You may just need more memory, a faster SSD, or an SSD. I mean, companies still issue hard drives, for God's sakes. So quad-core is not necessarily going to be the problem.
1: Well, he says this laptop has 16 gigs with a uh, 512 NVMe SSD.
0: Yeah. I, I think your issue then is your company... There's nothing that your hardware is going to fix that your IT department is not going to break. It feels like you need to, like, next time you get, get a chance, it's like, you know what? I really don't want a U part. I want a H or HS. I need, I need basically something that will push higher clocks and I need more discrete. I just need more. You're, you're breaking me with all your security software. So I need more performance. So next time you get, get a new laptop, go for a, a bigger laptop with more power. That doesn't necessarily mean go for eight cores. Or six cores, it just means go for an H class or HS next time. I think because you're, in, but but essentially the problem is your IT department. If they are loading up a U class laptop with so much security software that it barely runs, they are doing a disservice to their customer, which is you. So try to explain that to your IT manager next time.
1: Yeah, That's yeah. A, a, that, it sounds like it sucks. I'm sorry about that. Um, Thirteenth Squad on Discord uh, is thinking of purchasing a new laptop. Uh, is Looking at the Alienware uh, M15 R3. Uh, kitted out with a 4K OLED, a 2080 RTX Super, Max-Q, 32 gigs of RAM. Uh, he's going to use it for marathon gaming and content creation and VR. Uh, the question is, which 10th gen CPU should they take for that stuff? The i9 or the i7? Or should they look at a whole la- other laptop?
0: You know, I I would probably, if there's a, I haven't looked at the, the, what's offered there, but, you know, i7, 8-core is really, for the most part, plenty. Uh Clearly, for Ryzen fans, it would be better if they made an Alienware with a Ryzen in it, too, but that's not a choice. So, if it were me, I would go for, you know, an 8-core H or even, you know, a 6-core a because a lot of gaming still does not need eight cores and 16 threads. And if you're going with fewer cores, you have, you know, potentially less thermal load in the laptop, which means more for the GPU to run. But if you're doing streaming and all that stuff, you may just want eight cores for all the editing and all the other stuff that's happening. It's a little tough. Um, The nice thing about the M15 is you can run uh, an, an amplifier if you want, which is a cheaper GPU cabinet, or you can u- use Thunderbolt three if you run a an external GPU, which is nice because it takes that GPU thermal load out of the laptop outside, gives you more performance, and maybe you can run an external video card with it.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, last question, then we'll get out of here. Um, I think this is kind of a, uh, a fun one from Ziv, a uh, friend of the show, Ziv. I'd like to know what everyone's daily driver computer systems are. I'm probably going to ask this one again once we have Brad and Elena on, too. Uh, but, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you guys do? No, Keith.
2: Uh, okay. Um, I'm rocking an X370 uh, Crosshair 6 still. I'm holding on to that, but it's got my 3900X in it with 32 gigs of... Kingston HyperX DDR4-3600 CL18. Um, I've got a Western Digital Black SN750 1TB NVMe drive for my boot. A 12TB Seagate drive for backup for video files and all that fun stuff. Uh, My graphics card is an RTX 2080, just a regular 2080 Founders Edition. And... um, I mean, I got two monitors. I got a Nixius 34 inch, 3440 buff, 1440, 144 hertz panel, and then an old mono price 4K panel sitting over it with some Bose speakers. Nice.
0: Wow, that's good. You can remember all that. I'm so it's rising.
1: Right <laughs> <laughs> it's a good setup. It's a good, I've seen pictures.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so my main desktop is still an ancient old, you know, X79 Sandy Bridge 8 Core. It has a 1080 in it because. Uh, my monitor is an ancient HP DVI that only has DVI. It's a 30-inch panel, 1610. So um, I just can't run anything. I would have to buy a new monitor if I upgraded video cards. So 1080 is actually fine for the games I play.
1: Well, real quick, when you say 1610, is that the the resolution or is it the aspect ratio? I'm I'm confused here, Gordon. 1600 by 1000. It is the aspect ratio. 1600 by 1000. That's yeah. You would have to say 1610 was, uh, you know, 1910 was something different. I'm trying to keep it it understandable here. It is a 1600p (laughs) panel.
0: Uh, But it's, yeah, so it's DVI, which is the the bummer part. So I'm not upgrading for that. Uh, It's basically just a Frankenstein machine. The memory, good Lord, it's, you know. It's ddr three. I have half the heat sinks ripped off of it to fit the, uh, the CLC <laughs> in because it wouldn't fit. Cause, uh, it wouldn't fit. I just took the memory and ripped off the, the heat sinks. They don't really do much anyway. Nice. And I think I have four hard drives in there, three hard drives and, uh, two SSDs. So it's, you know, for that's my daily driver for desktop on the 30 inch panel. And for laptop, it's this, uh, HP, uh, Dragonfly Elite that I'm in fact streaming with. I love this. Uh, again, this is a U class Whiskey Lake laptop that is, it's awesome. It's an awesome laptop. So is that the one I have a hard
1: built in or no? No,
0: it's a non tile one, but I mean, it's light. It's just, it's a really wonderful laptop. I just, and you, you know, a quad core U does zoom. It does everything. That's why I have a hard time believing that that IT department on that one person's question is, Making people experience things so poorly. Clearly, your IT department re- needs to rethink what it's doing and maybe use different vendors.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I, I, have, uh, I have two PCs here. Uh, I, I run a dual PC setup for most of these stream stuff that we do. So uh, the, my main box, and that's the one I, I use kind of for the editing and for the streaming and stuff, is a uh, little bit older system. It's a, uh, a Core i7 6900K Ooh. with uh, 64 gigs of RAM. Uh, and a RTX 2070 Super. Um, and then I've got two 512 uh, SSDs. One's M.2, the other one's SATA, and then a 2TB uh, spinning platter for the storing all the files. Um, so, And then the, the other one is HP Omen Obelisk. That's the one I do the gaming and the, and the, the uh, streaming from. That, that one's got uh, 9900K with a uh, 2080 Ti. Uh, and then dual NVMe in RAID 0. Uh, nice. I think it's like one terabyte, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. Yeah. And then my laptop is a, a Lenovo P1. That's that's what I use mostly for the laptop stuff. Um, I think Pad P1. Uh, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to hear what Brad and, and Elena say uh, for there. So I'll, I'll probably bring it up next time too. Yeah, uh, definitely. But yeah, no, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's it. We should, we should get out of here. Sorry for going so long.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thanks for being here. Uh, check back next week for your fix up PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And also please leave a review every time you do. Uh <sighs> yeah, there's a new leak of the 3080 TI card on there. Nice. Uh, also, email us at thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with special guest Keith May. Thank you, guys. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the out switch. Uh,
1: it is always great to have you there, Keith. Uh, and it's always thank good that uh, all the chat shows up. So thank you, and we will see you a little bit later. Goodbye. <laughs>